The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Can someone who's not built to be a leader succeed in network marketing? The opportunity for them isn't just for them. They can Mm -hmm. win, Mm -hmm. they can build a big team, but they can also show somebody else how to win and it doesn't hurt them. If I'm trying to pick the right network marketing opportunity, what things are important criteria? We sell, recruit, duplicate, and lead. I think it's the hype and the amateur sales language when people call their friends, hey, you know, I have this thing and inside lingo, they call it commission breath. Oh, okay. Do I wish that people understood it more? Mm -hmm. Sure. Of course I do. But the fact that it's misunderstood also creates an opportunity. For those who can clearly communicate it, companies will pay you a tremendous amount of money for building a team in an environment where people are a little hesitant to check it out. What do you think somebody in 2024, whether they're new or seasoned in this industry, things that they need to do maybe a little differently? Network marketing is not for everybody. It's highly emotional. It's mercurial. It's up and it's down. It's like a roller coaster. It will push you and test you. Hey, welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. This is an incredible episode. If you're somebody who is considering all the different options you have available to you in terms of building your additional streams of income, this is the episode. If you're trying to figure out if network marketing is one of those options, maybe you're in network marketing and you're just not sure if this is the company you're still in love with. And what are some of the changes you need to be aware of as we enter 2024 and you're thinking about how do I get ahead? If you're looking for how to take that advantage, like get the advantage if you're in an industry that feels saturated and you feel a little lost, maybe you feel like you're too old for this, maybe you feel like there's so many people, it's really hard to stand out because today my guest is Eric Worre. And when you talk about someone who's mentored people in this industry, and not just network marketing, but in branding and business and entrepreneurship, he's a name that's going to come to mind. He sold over 4 million copies of just one book. I can't even imagine the millions of people who have turned to him as their virtual upline. He is a master at personal branding and understanding how to bring the best experts to train people to be the best in their industry. And today, he's going to have a very honest conversation with us about the future of network marketing, who it might be right for, who maybe it's wrong for, and what you need to do if it's something you're considering. So without further ado, please welcome my guest, Eric Quarry. Shaleen, how are you? I'm great, thanks. I'm, I'm so, so happy glad- you're here. And I'm glad to be here. This yeah. is a lot of fun. Literally, when I had a lot of friends considering network marketing. They had no idea what it was. Um, Most of them were entrepreneurs, had some kind of a low-paying side hustle gig of their own, and were really, I guess they kind of all thought it was Amway selling soap. And maybe that's because I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, right? There was a lot of myths and misconceptions about the industry. Today, you know, I'm proud to say, like a lot of my friends and family, it has completely changed their lives. Mm -hmm. But we started off, myself included, like, I need to understand this. And that's when I tuned into your content and was blown away at like, wait, he's, he's just teaching like, this is just business stuff. It's not separate. Why do you think network marketing, so many people like put in a separate category? It's of its own. Yeah. Here's what I like to tell people is network marketing isn't perfect. 
it has its challenges. And most of the challenges are perception challenges. Mm. And it's almost all created by the overexcited people in the field mm. that are making it sound too easy, making it sound too fast, like everybody's winning. Yeah. You don't have to really sell anything. The product sells itself. And this just builds by itself, which is nonsense. Is obviously. it because some people have had that experience and mostly, a rare occasion? Mostly people fall in love with their compensation plan and they extrapolate what might happen. And then they, they're so excited that they go over-exaggerate oh. what the average is. They'll pick one person out of the company and they'll tell that story mm. instead of talking about the realities of entrepreneurship. Uh, entrepreneurship yeah. is a challenge. It's lonely. It's emotional. It has its ups and downs. You have to face your own inner demons in order to be able to get to where you want to go. And they don't want to talk about that. So they want to say the sure. product solves everything. And they yeah. want to say there's no real selling required. And all you have to do is just recommend this to a couple of people and you're going to get rich. And, okay. and they want to say that, you know, over exaggerate how much you, money you can earn and how fast. Okay. So I think it's the hype hmm. and the amateur sales language mm. when people call their friends, hey, you know, I have this thing. And inside lingo, they call it commission breath. Oh, okay. When, when you call a friend, you know, when yeah. somebody's approaching you, you're like, wait, 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 wait. Yes, is absolutely. Is this one of those absolutely. things? Yes, yes. And if somebody is an amateur out there trying to get something started, they're like a little puppy that gets overexcited and peeing in every corner of the house. Yeah. They do the same thing with their prospects. They go out there and, and they use amateur language and they give the profession a bit of this lottery ticket, too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. You know, only people who have no money should go there. Interesting. They don't have any other options. Does it drive you crazy? It does and it doesn't. Huh. Uh, on, on one side, do I wish that people understood it more? Mm -hmm. Sure, of course I do. Mm -hmm. But the, the fact that it's misunderstood also creates an opportunity. For those who can clearly communicate it yeah. and build a team, Yeah, the companies will pay you a tremendous amount of money for building a team in an environment where people are a little like hesitant to check it out. So four things that credible companies do in network marketing. The number one, they sell. Okay. You know, you're going to need to sell. Yeah. Hello. They, they'll call it sharing, but it's selling. Sure. They use word of mouth advertising to do it. Okay. You know, if you lose weight, your friend's going to say, how'd you lose that weight? And yeah. then word of mouth is, and then most of us have tried whatever our friend did to lose weight or right. get in shape or whatever. Yeah. So selling using word of mouth advertising, most valuable form of advertising in the world, most trusted Always has been. by far. Number two, you have the ability to recruit an ever-expanding team of other people who are out there selling. So you can build a team and be connected to that team and be compensated based upon the team's productivity, sales. Three, you can duplicate that process. They mm. can do the same. Mm. You start getting leverage. Mm -hmm. And four, if you lead your organization well, take two leaders, one is a good leader and one's a bad, same size team, the team with a good leader is going to outperform the team with a bad leader. So we sell, recruit, duplicate, and lead. Those are the four things, okay? So network marketing isn't perfect. Right. But if you have an entrepreneurial bone in your body and your average person looking for a way to express entrepreneurship, there's nothing on earth that beats it. Those four things that you just listed are the same things that any business needs for the most part kind of except for maybe duplication duplication you need it, well it, do you 
In order to scale. That's what I think about duplicating. I yeah. guess. I mean, but your employees aren't employing people. I see. See what I mean? So you're going to build a team of 10,000 employees. That's fine. But there's owners over here. Mm -hmm. There's employees over yeah. there. Yeah. So in this model, everybody gets to be an owner. I see. Everybody gets to build their own business. Yeah. Everybody gets to be able to be a smaller and smaller percentage of the overall team's productivity. I see. And get leveraged themselves. So in, in the traditional entrepreneurship space, if you have employees, you have to actually, to maximize your opportunity, you have to minimize your employee's opportunity. Mm, oh, that's true. Pay them, that's just, a great point. Pay yeah. them just enough yeah. so they don't that's, quit. That's a great point. Right? Keep but them right. motivated. Yeah. And in, in exchange, they typically work just hard enough you know, <laughs> to not get fired, right? right? So you have this mix. But I've had a lot of people join network marketing that they're so happy that the opportunity for them isn't just for them. You know, they can mm -hmm. win, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they can build a big team, yeah. but they can also show somebody else how to win. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt them. Right, right. Like in a traditional entrepreneurship thing, you're training your competition. They, they'll go leave and set True. up shop across the street, yeah, take half of your clients. It's happened. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So you can kind of get cynical about that. This, you're like, hey, go, yeah. build it because you're connected with them. I know you'll shoot straight with me. Can someone who's not built to be a leader succeed in network marketing? Describe somebody that's not built to be a leader. They, they don't have the belief in themselves. They don't have the charisma. They don't have any interest in building up others and, and learning those skills. Hmm. It's just not even an interest. Because hmm. we know that those kinds of people exist. Here's my belief. We're all programmed since we were little kids. Mm-hmm what's good, what's bad, what's rewarded, what's punished. And everybody has their own take on it. Yeah. Even those growing up in the same household. For the sure. The same circumstance. Yep. One goes one way, one goes the other way. Why? Twins. We don't know. Yeah. But I believe we're all born entrepreneurial generally. Mm. And what I mean by that is entrepreneurs are looking to create. They're looking to make the world a better place. They're looking to bring value. They're looking to contribute. They're looking to have purpose, legacy, all those things. Yeah. And I think all of us are meant to like see what we can do with and how many people we can help and what we can do with our lives. But for many people, it's beaten out of them. Mm. It's just smashed out of them. Mm -hmm. Every time they mm -hmm. try and express that, they get smashed. Stay in your place, be quiet, be seen and not heard. You know, you're just a girl. You're you're a dummy. You're, you're yeah. never going to amount to anything. All of those different things. So a person can tell me they're not a leader, but they lead their children. Yeah. They lead their household. Yeah. They lead their little pod in the office where they work. Yeah. Like I'm thinking right now of two of the most successful network marketers I know. Mm -hmm. Just two people just came to mind. And they're both super quiet, mm -hmm. shy, unassuming. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have been seen as a leader in right. high school or maybe even their job, but both these women are just what I would just call quiet, mm -hmm. confident, trustworthy, lead. like it's it's almost a quiet confidence yeah. that yeah. makes them. And maybe it's a little bit of like they know what it's like to be an underdog, so they really pour into people more than others. Sure. And, but I think when we hear a great leader, you think of someone who's like presidential and commands the room and I guess. like a, I don't know. I'm, I'm really big on reading biographies, especially lately. And you, the, the giants of the world would not be picked out of a lineup mm. and had very troubled 
upbringings and, yeah. and overcame that and still struggle with their insecurities. A lot of very successful entrepreneurs and in network marketing as well are introverted people. Interesting. I'm, like I'm an introverted person mm -hmm. by nature. I can psych myself up and be a situational extrovert, but I sure. have to learn that. Love that. Yeah. But I'm mostly inside my head. I'm I'm very peaceful when I'm by myself. Same. If I can stare out the window and I've got my yeah. journal or something, if I'm reading or or jotting down some notes, that's how I recharge my batteries. Yeah. When I get around people, I lose energy yeah. quickly. You know, but I've learned to oh I've I've got to be on for these three days. I'll be on and after that's over, then I'm gonna, gonna need some time and some space. Other people go into those environments and they just fill up. Like their batteries full, 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 yeah. full, full, full. Again, what you're talking about here, whether it's leadership, introverted, or extroverted, you know, I don't know anybody. All these different types of things are just limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. and you can decide if you want to argue for them or not. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe if you argue for your limiting beliefs, you get to keep them. You're like, you don't, you don't understand. Absolutely. Such I'm a great this point. And I'm that. Yeah. So that's a great point. Yeah, if you want to have leverage. If you want to have more, if you want to get out of trading time for money, if you yeah. want to call your own shots, be your own boss, then you're going to have to challenge some of the limiting beliefs that you have about yourself, mm -hmm. which I had to challenge myself. And you'll find that all the capacity is there mm. to be able to succeed no matter what your personality, to be able to actually lead, you'll find that gear I didn't think I was going to be a leader. You know you know how I became a leader? No. I'll tell you. I was building a team and I'm like, at some point, somebody smart is going to show up <laughs> and tell us what to do. Yeah. But since nobody's here, in the meantime, I'll just do it temporarily. Okay. And I just pretended oh I gosh. was like a top leader. Dude. And waiting for that person to show up, happy to hand the reins over as soon as that person showed up. And- the person did show up, but it wasn't somebody else. Oh, wow. It That's was me. so great. All of a sudden, I'm like, a problem would happen and everybody's head would turn to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. I'll solve that. No problem. And I'm like, huh. That's why I often say imposter syndrome isn't a bad thing. Mm. I mean, you can use it to your advantage in, in many regards. My story is so similar. I created a fitness program and... It was pre-choreographed, set to music, et cetera. But my degree is in justice, morality, and constitutional democracy. Wow. So I've got the creative idea, but I'm not, in my mind, I'm not the fitness person. I'm not the fitness leader. So I'm going to hire three great people to be on camera who they're fitness professionals. And I did that. And I would film, I would create the choreography, the music, et cetera. And then I'd run out of the studio and I'd kind of direct the videos and on one of the days when, you know, we're just getting started, spend all my money on the studio, camera guys, everything, and the lead didn't show up. So I was like, okay, so just pretend, like mm -hmm. just do what you saw them do, but just pretend and you'll just do this one. In the back of my mind, I'm like, this is going to destroy our business. Like now they're going to see the all powerful Oz from behind the curtain is just this short little, you know, whatever. And I filmed it and I just did. I I just pretended to be what I'd seen everyone else do. And it ended up people related and it worked. And, you know, here Isn't we are. Funny? Now I've sold tens of millions of exercise What if that DVDs. person showed up? I would have let them continue to do it because I did not want to do the uncomfortable thing. I didn't want to even try. I didn't want to be judged. You know, it's kind of like sinker. I had no choice. 
And I think that's a powerful lesson for people. Yeah. Can I give you uh, one of the things that I think is a secret for people who want to be successful entrepreneurially? A willingness to put yourself in potentially humiliating situations Mm. and just deal with it. And just put a smile on your face and be willing to screw up. And to say, gosh, I got that wrong. I'm glad you said humiliating. Yeah, humiliating. Because you really have to embrace that. Yeah, it's not... And you're not going to die. It's not be willing to deal with rejection. It's not being willing to be embarrassed. It's be willing to be humiliated. Be willing to have your pants pulled down in front of the world. Yeah. Be willing to just like, gosh, I really screwed that up. Yeah. And just deal with it. It's life. Just go, you know what? I said that wrong. I don't have do the that answers again. to that. Let's go find the answers together, you yeah. and me. Yeah. You know, because obviously I did that wrong. Yeah. Just screwing up and owning it and just say, you know what? Yeah, I, I learned you can't get better and look good at the same time. Yeah. So, there you go. So you're going to look kind of clumsy while you're getting better. And most of the learning's in the doing. Yeah. You know, when you go do the thing, that's when you, where you're going to learn it. So you're not going to like practice perfectly behind closed doors for forever as an entrepreneur and then come out as this perfect entrepreneur. Yeah. You got to just go do it. You can read a thousand books, you can take a thousand courses, and you're going to learn more in one week of actually doing it than all of that stuff. Mm. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. And because you will be. Yeah. And you you will live to Mm -hmm, tell. mm -hmm. You'll tell it on a podcast at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to get to some things that those who are in network marketing need to be aware of as, you know, things have changed as 2024. But for the person who is, has always like in the back of their mind, looked at someone who's been successful in network marketing, they thought, you know, I'm already building my own thing. Why would I want to mess with that? In how things have changed in the industry in 2024, is there something you would tell people to look for if they were looking at a different companies and opportunities? Like, is it diversification? Is it leadership? Like, if I'm trying to pick the right network marketing opportunity, what things are important criterias? Well, first of all, I'll give you a five-point criteria on how to pick a company in a moment. But first, should network marketing be part of your due diligence and figuring out extra cash flow? Let's start there. Alternate form of income, Mm -hmm. a side hustle. Yeah. I do believe you should research everything. Okay. Make a list of every possible opportunity. Can you drive Uber? Yes. Could you rent, you know, buy a car and rent it on as Turo, Turo. Mm-hmm. or your spare bedroom for Airbnb? Are you going to be a graphic designer from home? Are you going to start a dry cleaning business down the street? Are you going to open a restaurant? Mm-hmm. Evaluate them all. How much, how much do they cost? How much experience do you have? How much risk is involved? How much capital? How much of your time? Do you know what you're doing? Map out all those things. And network marketing should be on the list. Yeah. Because it doesn't require any employees. The price of entry is extraordinarily low. The support is huge to be able that you can leverage. And there's no limits. So think about opening a restaurant. Think about the challenges of just opening a second restaurant yeah. in the city. Yeah. Now think about opening a restaurant in another state. Yeah. Now think about opening that restaurant in another country. Yeah. Most network marketing companies are international and you can have organizations being built all over the place without the infrastructure, without the brick and mortar, without employees, without overhead, without hassle. So you should definitely explore this as an option and be willing to just have your preconceptions, put them over on the side and just say, okay, I'm willing to look with an open mind. 
Let me see if this is, is for real. Mm -hmm. uh, and the big, one of the biggest trends is professional people mm. that never even considered network marketing before are taking a look and going, you know what? This is a better lifestyle. It's easier entrepreneurially. It's less risk. It's more support. It's flexible. I can learn as I go. I can help other people succeed instead of minimizing their opportunity while I'm maximizing my own. Yeah. As, it's a traditional business, right? So, or, and I don't have to be in the car all the time driving Uber people around or DoorDash or whatever. Yeah. You know, I get leverage. Right. So, for all those reasons and much, much more, it's a great environment, positive community, all of that stuff is really great. Here's five things to look at when evaluating a company. Okay. Number one, you need to take a look at the company itself. Do they have a track record? Do they have the ability? Do they have the leadership inside of that company? I believe the founders and the people in positions of power in the company are the most important mm. because if they're talented, they'll be able to deal with changing environments. They'll be able to adapt. If they need money, they'll get money. If they need to shift, they'll shift. If they need to expand, they'll expand. If okay. they need to build a team, they'll build a team. It doesn't matter how good the product or service is. Uh. If the leadership is not capable of helping it scale. Yeah. So the company leadership, okay. take a look at. Second thing you need to take a look at is the products. Find something that you don't have to be super passionate about it, but you have to answer four questions when taking a look at the products that the company offers. Is there a need for these products in the world? And if you look around, yep, there's a need. Do these products meet the need? Second question. Yep. If, if the answer is yes, are they priced to sell? Is mm -hmm. it competitive? with other things out there in comparison to quality, price to the consumer? Is it price to the consumer goes, you know what? I want that. And four, is it price for profit? Is there enough margin so mm -hmm. you can make money, the company can make money, and the customer can still enjoy a product at a reasonable price? Mm -hmm. So if the company checks out and the products check out with those four criteria, you know, is there a need? Does it meet the need? Is it price to sell? Is it price for profit? Answers. So that's yes. Next thing you need to take a look at is compensation. Okay. If they have a great product and a great company, but they're not paying that much. Mm. You know, there have been, there always will be like in any business, network marketing companies that have no longer exist. Mm -hmm. What do you think those companies had in common aside from leadership? I think that's probably pretty obvious. Company one. leadership. But it, is, is there, because I, I, sometimes I'll hear about something I'm like, you're building a company around that? Like there's a need for it, but everybody else offers it. You know, So how important is a diverse lineup of products? Sometimes if things are very simple and unique and mm -hmm. kind of freshly packaged, that's all you need to be able to get off the ground and get moving. Like Amazon started with books. Right. Okay? Used books. Just books. Yeah. Let's sell some books. Yeah. And that's not where they are today. Right. You know, I think two years ago they, they shipped... 10 billion packages, 2 billion more packages than people on earth. And 50% of them were to my home. Right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so sometimes companies start with a very specific, simple thing, and then they diversify and, and provide more and more product lines okay. to people as they get bigger and bigger sure. and bigger. So, I mean, you have to evaluate, right? Company and product. Then take a look at comp. Can people make money quickly? Mm. The average person mm -hmm. with a reasonable part-time effort, can they make a reasonable part-time income? And is there a big opportunity? If you have big aspirations, is there an opportunity to make big money inside of that company? And I think if you can answer those three questions, okay. then you're good on comp. Fourth thing to take a look at is support. If you did decide to get involved, what kind of support's available? 
are there events? Is there training? Is there, you know, back office tracking of your business? Mm -hmm. Do they ship everything for you? You know, what support is available that you can leverage? Okay. That you don't have to pay for. Yeah. And if you find out the support is appropriate and good, then the last thing to take a look at is timing. How does this all work Mm. with the company, the product, the compensation and the support? Is there in business, a lot of it's timing. Timing, opportunity. Right? In, in, in real estate, it's location, location, location. So a lot of times entrepreneurially, it's timing. Mm. And what and do you mean by that in, in terms I, of network marketing? Well, I think, take a look at all the big companies that have started. Many of them started in difficult times. They started mm-hmm. in recession. They started in you know financial downturns. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they started at the right moment when people were open to opportunity. Mm-hmm. So- just take a look at the timing situation. I mean, okay. if you're courageous and you're tough, you can get involved in a very early stage company. But understand, you're going to have to go through some rocky times. But if you're involved early, there's a big payoff if you have the emotional toughness to get through yeah. the early stage. You can maybe have a medium stage company. And instead of having to be there day one, let somebody else you know, figure out some of the mistakes and get a little bit more solid and you come in then. And some people want to wait till it's established and stable Mm, and mm -hmm. a smooth ride. And Mm -hmm. the return's not as big, but it's smoother emotionally. Mm. Okay. So when I'm talking about timing, I'm talking mostly about where is the company? Where is the brand? Where is that product category? What is the need in the market? Mm. Are people open for it? You know, you look at the trends that are happening in the world and how old is that company in their life life cycle? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. getting involved in Amazon in 1995 is different <laughs> than getting involved in Amazon today and being right. an employee, right? Yeah, yeah. So back then, Jeff Bezos had needed to raise a million dollars and he sold 20% of the company for a million dollars, $50,000 for every 1%. Wow. Got 20 people at 50 grand. You know what that 1% worth today? I can't imagine. Over 10 billion. Oh. $50,000. Wow. But guess what? It was worth less than the fifty thousand in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, four years after he started. So a lot of people don't have the courage to get through early stage. When I told people that I, you know I was going to be interviewing you, that alum submit questions, and I heard from quite a few people who have been in network marketing and with their organization, their particular organization, for quite a while, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to ask you how to know when you need to move yourself and maybe your team Mm. to another organization or another opportunity, or if you just stay till the end. Well, here's the thing. I'll give you a few thoughts on this. Okay. One is every company in the world has its problems. Sure. You just need to choose the company you want to have your problems with. Okay. Because if you go someplace else, it's likely that they have problems that they're not showing you while you're dating them. Mm. Okay. Once you get married, then you go, oh, yeah. Yeah. He snores in his sleep. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. He was hiding it before. <laughs> so just understand that every every organization has problems. Familiarity breeds contempt. Sometimes you just need to freshen your mind where you are and dig your roots in deeper. Mm-hmm. It's better to keep the team together if you can, mm-hmm. than rip it all up and start over across yeah. the street. Yeah. However, there are some times if Things are happening inside the company that are go against your own personal integrity mm-hmm. and nothing's being done by mm. the people in power. Yeah. If people are being mistreated mm. or if 
the company's acting out of character and you have to be an ambassador for that company yeah. and you have the knowledge that th these types of things are happening and you've talked to them about it and you've confronted it and it's not stopping, you need to consider your association yeah. with that brand. Absolutely. So that's one circumstance. Another circumstance is you kind of panned out. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. when they, they do the gold mining thing, they go to see if yeah, there's yeah, any yeah. gold. They panned it out. It's like if you if you started with a company and you're three years in the in and you haven't made any money, you haven't signed up any people, and you've talked to a whole bunch of people and you haven't learned a lot of skills yet or whatever, you're like a house that's been for sale for five years. Yeah, it's a good buyer's market right now, but mm. everybody's nervous about that one. Yeah. Because they're like, they've all heard about it and there's got to be something wrong with it. Right. Because you, you, you just weren't able to get off the ground after a reasonable period of time. I'm not talking about 90 days. I'm saying sure. you know, two, three, four years, mm -hmm. you're using the product, you're a good soldier, showing up at the events, but you never really got the momentum. You may consider. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's still you. You can freshen yourself and go and create and pivot and recreate yourself. Or sometimes a change of scenery, a change of environment might be helpful for you. One of the questions I got was from a gal who was really successful in her organization, once completely believed in the products and services. And now because of a health concern, she just feels conflicted morally. The but health concern, is it is it like a sweetener? Is it a... Uh, yeah, it's, it's ingredients. something like that? Yeah, it's ingredients. Here's what I've learned about those things. If it's totally against your moral code, mm -hmm. then it's going to be difficult. You, sure. you either have to go out and tell everybody, I love all these products, but I don't like this one. Sure. For this reason. You can do that if you want to. But I would also say for every single ingredient, there's somebody who's for and somebody who's against. Mm, yeah. You know, there's, so there's conspiracy theories on everything and there's challenges on everything and, mm -hmm. and, and people want to argue with everything and, oh, I don't like this sweetener. I like that one. And that one, no, 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 you can't have that one. You need to have this one. No, no, no. Go all the way back to sugar yeah. because sugar is going to be better than any of these other things. Everybody's going to have opinions on that stuff. If you are morally conflicted, you either have to voice that or only promote the stuff that isn't that or make a change. But and I assume that change is a huge risk. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's not fun. It's like leaving a family. Tell me about that. Let's say let's say you've got 500 people on your team. Sure. You've involved 50 people and those people have gone out and they've involved all that stuff and they're happy where yeah. they are. Yeah. But, you know, you grew up the ranks and you've eaten from the tree of good and evil and and you know some things that other people don't know and for whatever reason, or you get nervous, you know, yeah. I don't know if the company's going to be around. Yeah. All that stuff, you get nervous and you decide to go, you're going to have a lot of relationships. Mm. It's like leaving a church. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Not that this is like a church I thing, understand. but the friendships, some people are going to feel betrayed yeah. that you left because, you know, they got involved because of you mm. and they want to stay. Mm. So now they're conflicted. They have to pick a side. It's like a divorce. Yeah. Am I going to pick you or pick the company or what am I going to pick? And it's an awkward, uncomfortable thing. And it's not just a one person decision. You know, there's a lot of people involved and there's all kinds of friendships yes. connected all over the place. Right. That right. when, when you leave it's those divorce. People, the, yeah, it's like a divorce. Are you picking, mm. you picking the husband or the wife? You can't be friends with both, you know, kind of. 
Now, our profession is a very small town. Okay, so there's 100 million people involved in the profession. It does 200 billion in sales per year. Okay, but it's still a small town. It's very circular. Everybody huh. gets to know everybody. Everybody knows who are the good players and who are the dirty players. Everybody knows who are the manipulators and who are the good leaders. Interesting. So what I encourage people to do is whatever you do, do assuming everybody's going to know and everybody's going to be watching. Mm -hmm. And I, I made mistakes early in my career that 30 years later, there's a couple people still mad at me. Mm. Still. Sure. And I'm like, can we have lunch? Can, can I take, <laughs> it's been 30 years. Yeah. Can I take you to dinner? Can I right. you know, buy you something? Can we go to a show? Right. Whatever. Because I mean, come on, we're in the same community here. Yeah. But I understand. I mean, there's some of the things that I did out of ambition early on that were so over the line that I'm still embarrassed today, you know, huh. when I was in my twenties. Sure. But again, small town, it doesn't take much yeah. to be the town yeah. fill in the blank. I feel like we could carry this conversation on for another couple of hours, could, which could. is important. Last thing I want to ask you is, you know, in during the pandemic, like a lot of network marketing professionals, you know, really experienced a boom. Mm -hmm. And not all, right? But a lot of them really did. Most. And we were all in our homes and we weren't together. So there's that. There's also AI and there's changes in social media. What do you think somebody in 2024, whether they're new or seasoned in this industry, things that they need to do maybe a little differently? Well, here's what I would tell you. Those that were involved prior to pandemic, in the pandemic, and are still involved after the pandemic, that's one group. Yeah. Because there was this spike of production, sales, recruiting, yeah, momentum, yeah, excitement. Yeah. Everybody's sitting at home clicking buttons and and their checks were going up, 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 up. And it was like a bubble. It was like uh, tulip mania. It was like a meme stock. Wow. Their organizations just went up. And on the other side of pandemic, it came down just as fast. Sure. So people got very disillusioned. When it went up, a lot of people just kind of retired. Wow. And they thought they were done. And, mm -hmm. and on the other side, it came back down to normal. But in their minds, they're down like 50%. I see. Okay, so yeah. emotionally, they're like, oh, am I ever going get, to get off this treadmill? For those people, you're going to have to refresh your mind. And as entrepreneurs, here's what entrepreneurs need to understand. You're in the building business and you're in the rebuilding business. There's no such thing as build it once and have it for forever. That's right. It doesn't exist There's in no any passive. company. Right. So that's true in, in our business as well. So for people who've been around through the pandemic, you have to refresh your mind, see what you have to rebuild, get a good attitude about it, be ready to go. And I'll just tell you, just recently, they've like realized this yeah. in like the last three to six months mm. and said, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Okay. I'm going to go after it. Yeah. Now, if you've started after, here's what I would tell you. The tools are there. The, the customers are ready to buy. They're ready to be educated about good products. The prospects have never been more open and eager for a side hustle, looking for something to be able to do from their mm -hmm. home. Yeah without a, a lot of big risk right. and around a positive community of people. And there are tools to be able to access the entire world, whether it's social media, anything. There's no limitations mm. as far as 8 billion people are within your reach now. Mm. And there's ways to be able to reach those people, no matter what your personality, 
provide something of value. What we do in network marketing is we educate people to the point that they understand what we have. Mm-hmm. Here's the product. And let me educate you on it. If you, if you want to try it, go ahead. Yep. If you don't, no problem. Here's the opportunity. Let me educate you about it. Mm-hmm. If you like what you see, you want to have some additional cash flow by using this as a side hustle. Maybe it becomes a, a full hustle at yeah. some point down the road, something for you to be able to do as a career. Yeah. Fantastic. If it's not for you, fine, but go find your thing, whether it's this or something else. Yeah. You know, network marketing is not for everybody. Right. It, it's a pure entrepreneurial invent- venture. And what I mean by that is it's highly emotional. It's, it's mercurial. It's up and it's down. It's like a roller coaster. It will push you and test you. And as, when you work for a company, you can hide. You can hide for years and years yep. and years and years and you don't really have to grow and you don't really have to change. Just don't rock the boat and you should get a 3% raise a year until they decide to trade you in for a couple a of 20 models again. <laughs> yeah. But here, it's going to hold a mirror up to you yeah. every day. Yeah. And you have to be able to deal with that. You know, when I started, it, what helped me deal with it is I, there was no downside for me. I, I started at the bottom. I was at the bottom. And- I didn't really have any skills. I didn't really have any marketable abilities. And so I, I didn't really have a lot to lose. I didn't have a lot of social respect in the community. I was 23 years old and I had 18 jobs before I got involved at 23 years old. That's a lot of jobs to wow, have, right? Yeah. So when I started here and I wanted to quit, you know, I had a little success at the beginning yeah. and then it all fell apart yeah. and I wanted to quit. I had no place to go. Best thing that ever happened mm-hmm. to me. So I, you know, I, I know I told you that I, I know I said that was going to be my last question, but it's not because I got <laughs> asked one more. I found the company that I I, I love their products. I, I've checked out the leadership, believe in their leaders. I've done my due diligence. I love the compensation plan. How do I figure out who to sign up with? Hmm. Because the most successful people in this company, are they really going to have enough time for me? You know, my friend introduced me to this product, and she doesn't have much of a team. How do I decide where's the best place for me to enter? Well, first question, do you want to be an employee or would you like to be an entrepreneur? I want to be an entrepreneur. All right. If you want to be an entrepreneur, that that person doesn't matter. Oh. Not at all. So I can't blame it on my upline? Well, you can if you want, but that you're thinking like an employee when you do that. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you have a perfect upline that that sponsors you and helps you and supports you and encourages you and hugs you and kicks you in the ass and does all the different <laughs> things that, that, that you need to have in order to be successful, you don't have to become much. You can just be an employee, follow instructions. Mm. But if they're not there, now you have to be an entrepreneur. Yep. And you have to learn some new skills and new muscles. Most of the successful people had very little or no support. Mentally, for me, everything changed for me about two years into my network marketing experience when I mentally decided that I was going to stop expecting anything from my upline and pretend that I was personally enrolled by the company. Mm. And I was the support structure. Wow. I would go get the answers. I wasn't going to expect them. And I wasn't going to blame anybody else for my lack of achievement. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, that doesn't matter. If you, if you are more of an employee-minded person, then it does. You know, Go act like an employee under some other person who's acting like an entrepreneur. It's that advice is the reason why so many millions of people have been attracted to learning 
mm. this form of entrepreneurship, any form of entrepreneurship and branding from you, because that's that's real talk. Eric Worry, where can people consume more of you? Uh, you just find me under my name any, anywhere. YouTube, Instagram, YouTube's got some great Facebook. content. So much content yeah, there. Yeah, podcasts, all that. Just yeah. just throw my name into Google and you'll you'll find awesome. you'll find me wherever. Well, but. I really appreciate all that you do, and it's always a learning opportunity when I have a chance to sit down with you. So thank you for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Do me a favor. Let us know what questions you have because I'd love to have another conversation with Eric and we really do appreciate you. It's my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. I know we had fun and now we're done. Thanks guys. Mm -hmm.